0: The cybercrime landscape has dramatically changed over the last three to four years. And while organizations understanding of advanced persistent threats and network intrusions aimed at banking and payments account data have improved, the financial services industry is admittedly facing an uphill battle. Today, I'm joined by Ricardo Villadiego, CEO of online and cybersecurity firm Easy Solutions to talk about his take on the state of threat intelligence and cybersecurity. So, Ricardo, could you give our audience some perspective about how you would define the current fraud landscape and what some of the biggest concerns are?
1: Thank you, Tracy. The fraud landscape today is evolving dramatically. When you see what has happened in the last three to four years and and when you see what is happening right now, uh, you can clearly come to the conclusion that the bad guys are winning the battle. You you see breaches left and right, you see a new variant of malware affecting financial institutions left and right in every geography. So it is really complicated out there. I think it is overwhelming. It could be overwhelming for some of the institutions that are out there. I believe that the level of disruption that the bad guys are bringing to the table. Honestly, any institution out there, it could potentially affect more banking because they are the ones that are most um, affected by transactions or, or traditionally have been more affected uh, for transactions, but it, it is honestly affecting uh, every vertical um, out there. And what I'm saying that the level of disruption that this is bringing to the institutions is because if you look at, for instance, banking, they're probably one of the most conservative industries in the world. And they have been reacting that way through years. Now, in less than two or three years, they need to put together an army to defend themselves from the attacks that are out there. So I think the banks and the industries out there will need to rethink the ways they're going to defend and they're going to implement uh security strategies or fraud prevention strategies moving forward because definitely fraud has passed from being an expense line in the PNL of those institutions to be a really a strategic area that can bust the evolution of the company moving forward.
0: So Ricardo from a cyber threat intelligence perspective, how is your firm involved in some of these types of efforts that would help to I don't want to say just educate uh, the community, but also perhaps work with law enforcement to help spearhead more information sharing.
1: Well, we are we are actively involved. One of our, our products is called the Tech Monitoring Service, and the Tech Monitoring Service is um, is a technology that works um, very well at the first stages of the evolution of an attack. So when when an attack um, is in the early stages the bad guys are just planning the attack to, to launch the attack uh, against the institutions. And what we do at DMS is we collect every connection to the websites or to the uh, mobile apps that we're protecting for the financial institutions. We're collecting over 3.9 billions of connections uh, per year. We analyze that information so that we can provide visibility to the institutions that we protect. That visibility helps the institutions to identify when there is a cyber group trying to affect their brand, when there is a cyber group trying to launch an attack against their end users. And that helps definitely the institutions to involve with law enforcement in the countries where this is doable, but there's not even the possibility of do that. But in the countries where this is doable, to engage law enforcement, to get them on their side and help them defend their online premises. We also team up with groups that are, you know, working for the same cause, like the Anti-Fishing Working Group, or the FIDO Alliance, who are actively collaborating on new specifications and standards to increase the level of threat protections that can benefit our and users and the enterprises that
0: we're protecting. Ricardo, do you think that some of these efforts that your company has been involved with, as well as maybe involvement, like you mentioned, with groups such as the APWG and FIDO, do you see some of these efforts actually helping banking institutions to better understand some of the risks that they face today? Do they seem to understand them more today than they did, say, a year ago?
1: Um, yeah, I would say yes. I um, mean the APWG does a great effort, um, and raising the awareness on level. If you look at this problem 10 years ago, it was really complicated. I believe now the industry is is more aware of what is happening out there because of groups like the APWG or the National Cybersecurity Alliance or the Cloud Security Alliance. Um, I believe it, it, you know, it goes to a certain point. It creates the awareness but then the institutions need to do their job on their side. You know, just being aware is a part of the equation. Now, how that awareness translates into action is another story, and this is where this is comes in place. Once an institution is aware, we help them to build a fraud prevention platform and program that can translate that awareness into action and that action into protection.
0: Now, Ricardo, can you talk a little bit about the types of services and solutions that you see banking institutions investing in most often today?
1: That's a good question, Tracy. I see the the institutions um, it, it really varies from the different geographies, but the common denominator is the institutions are very worried about visibility. There is a, a high concern on how you increase the visibility. So services like the tech monitoring service or services that are you know, in high demand from our company to generate visibility, when the next attack is going to happen, how and going to be attacked? There is a high concern on where the transactions are moving. Um, and you see, for instance, banks in Brazil doing face banking or Twitter banking and definitely mobile banking is growing all over. So the institutions, banks and e-commerce and telcos are highly concerned on what's going to happen on the new channels that they're enabling to do transactions. So that is an area where we are actively researching and where we are actively putting solutions out there. The other area is inclusion. And this may not be the case for the United States, but if you go to Africa, there are banks that keep online banking. They're just going straight to mobile banking. Uh, if you go to Latin America, the banks are concerned how they increase the number of people that can use the uh, different transactional channels. So inclusion is something that we heard a lot around the world, how I uh, increase the number of users doing transactions in the different transactional channels, and also analytics, How. I correlate all the information from the different stages of the fraud attacks into something that becomes actionable. Um, And there is probably another one and this one is is definitely true in the United States and, and across America which is less friction. How I create a transactional experience that is secure but at the same time creates the less possible friction with the end user. So when you combine all these different requirements that the institutions are demanding, you see to reduce friction, you see a lot of institutions deploying push authentication, which is a denoid that is fantastic at reducing the friction with the end user, but at the same time increasing the level. Um, security, not only from the perception point of view, but from the intrinsic security point of view. When you look at transactions, you look at the different institutions being aware of deploying technology that can increase the level of visibility that they can see from the different transactional channels, like brand intelligence. What is happening in Facebook against my brand and against my interactions channels Uh, with the end-user. Same thing with Twitter and with mobile banking.
0: Ricardo, could you talk at all about what spurred you to found Easy Solutions?
1: That's a very good question. I think, you know, I am being passionate about security all the time, and I had the pleasure to work with some of the biggest companies at the moment, and Colombian, um, you can tell that from my name, and... I used to work for Unisys at some point, and then my passion on security uh, takes me to Internet Security system uh, which was, you know, the iconic company from the 90s and until 2006 when it was acquired uh, by IBM. I also had the pleasure to develop a driver that helped you know, financial institutions to implement ATM machines to work over TCP/IP networks. When I was developing that driver, it comes to my mind the what is happening today was underway why because simply relying in a protocol that is fundamentally insecure will drive this to happen so I took the idea in my mind I evolved my career into security and when I left ISS uh, in 2009 I hundred percent into easy solution I decided to create something that is a very rely into security but the, but at the same time highly differentiated. You already uh, had in 2009 a lot of the type of attacks that some of the institutions are experiencing today and I saw those institutions deploying traditional security technologies to fix a problem. And you still see that today. You see companies deploying 80s technology to fix a problem that is a lot more complicated than the solution that they are trying to to deploy, so there's no way that they can evolve. So we put together an idea with with some of my partners on building something that really could escalate and really could fix the issue. That's how easy solution becomes, how we can make simple a problem that is complicated which is fighting fraud. Then the total fraud protection strategy was born and and total fraud protection strategy, the way to simplify that problem is how you can detect and prevent any fraudulent attack at any stage of evolution. Plain and simple. You divide the attack in two stages. There's one stage where the criminal is planning the attack. There's another state where the criminal is launching the attack and there's another state where the criminal is cashing the attack. And we develop the knowledge across that cycle that doesn't work in silos, works in combination each other to maximize the value uh, that the institutions can get from our strategy. That's a short story of how I uh, started the company.
0: And then, Ricardo, before we close, could you talk at all about how you see your company evolving in coming years, especially as we continue to see more industry consolidation, where some of these smaller technology companies are being acquired by much larger players? In fact, you even noted um, some of that consolidation in some of your own professional history. I'm just wondering how you see your own company evolving in coming years.
1: You know, we had a green field out there. I think mean, the fact that consolidation is happening, it's really given us more space to keep growing. I think mean, the industry itself is growing. When you see this market, you know, four or five years ago, it was probably less than 1000000000 billion. You're now projecting the fraud is going to grow all the way up to $8 billion in 2018. So I believe the space that we have to really build, a big company to really build the absolute leader in fraud prevention worldwide is out there. And and we're taking all resources and all the opportunities that we have to do that. You see, when you look at the market worldwide, you see Latin America growing in the 20s. You see Asia Pacific and Middle East growing in the 20s. And, and those areas are really a constant for our company to grow. Same thing in the United States is the greenfield for for easy solution. I started this company from Latin America, and you don't see that innovation path happening so frequently. So it is a greenfield for us in the United States with closing deals, the banks, and the. The industries are seeing the value that A C solutions is bringing to the table in the ways of threat prevention and same thing is happening in Europe. So it's all good on this side. We're very excited to take this company, to deliver what we want to take the company. Um, kind of to finalize, I see also that the vertical where we started, which is bank, which has created so much value to the company and we want to continue to invest in financial is growing, but at the same time, this same problem is being replicated across other verticals. So you see retail, you see airlines, you see telcos, you see in general enterprises being affected by this type of, of problem. And we are in the best position to take advantage of all these opportunities.
0: Ricardo, I'd like to thank you again for your time this morning. Thanks for having me, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Ricardo Diego of Easy Solutions. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.